You are listening to howgunstart.com's podcast. I am your host, Tony Teacher, and I will share my journey and my experience in starting and running my own small English Hagun business in Korea from the bottom up. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Hagwanstart.com's podcast. This is Tony, and in this episode, I will tell you basically why I started a Hagwan. That's why it's titled, Why I Started a Hagwan. And there are three main things I'll go over. I will first of all introduce myself, and then secondly talk a little bit about the site, and then third... And finally, I will talk about why I started a Hagwon in Korea. So a little bit about myself. My name is Tony Choi, and I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. I am currently married to also my business partner, the person who has helped me start my English Hagwon and helps me run it. And... I definitely would have not been able to do it without her. So very thankful for her. And I am originally from Toronto and I've always loved teaching. And not too long ago, I found an interest in business. And if you put teaching and business together, you pretty much get a hagwon, which is why I started one. Uh, first off, I started teaching uh, about five, six years ago uh, through the EPIC program. And I'm sure some of you know what the EPIC program is. Um, it's a program that places teachers in public schools outside of Seoul. And that was a great experience. And then I did a year of that, and then I went back to Toronto to get my, my education degree, my Bachelor of Education. And then I came back to Korea, and at that time, I started working at, a, at an academy. It's called the Princeton Review, and I was able to work at their, their Samsung location and their Apujong location. And they had a great system there. I learned a lot from them, and they had, you know great staff. Then I worked at a company called The Dental Solution Incorporated, where I met my beautiful wife, also my partner, my, I guess, my unofficial business mentor, the CEO of, of that company. And I spent a year there and I got a lot of experience. And more importantly, I learned that it was possible for me to start my own school. And I guess the main purpose of this podcast and my site is to show you that you can also start your own school as well and that it's not as difficult as you might think. And then finally after that, I worked at Yoksam Elementary School for about a year. And that's very important because my current Hagwan, the one that I created with my wife, is not too far from there. It's far enough that most of 
my previous students weren't able to come, but close enough that people knew about me and knew about the school and trusted my reputation enough. So that leads me to my Hagwon. My Hagwon is International Global Leader, or IGL, English Education. It's located in Sochodong area, and it's near, I can name three stations. It's kind of near. It's near Gangnam Station, near the Red Line, the Pundang Line, uh, somewhat close to Yangje Station, and uh, not too far from Kyode Station. And the Hagwon has been open since April 2013. And it's been a great journey. And it's quite young, my Hagwon. But I have been able to create a, a sustainable living for the last two years. And more importantly, an awesome lifestyle that I pretty much am able to dictate and I'm able to teach the way I want to teach at my Hagwon and reach the kids the way I know that I can reach them. Um, it's not easy, but there's some, definitely there's some challenges, but there are always, there's always a solution and you're always growing. So that's enough about me and my Hagwon. I will tell you a little bit about how I started my Hagwon. So as I mentioned, I started in April 2013. And that, it was pretty tough because when I first started my Hagwon, I was just married. And I got married in January 2013. So you could imagine... Uh, the stress on my wife but thank god she trusted me and she has been the greatest partner and it's good to have her insight because she knows better than i how korean parents think and what korean parents want and of course that's really important if you're going to run a hagwon business in korea because I mean, the parents are the ones paying you. But my strong point is understanding the children and finding ways to challenge them as well as caring for them and meeting their needs. So it's important that we are both here. Yeah, I thought I'd put that in there. And <clears throat> sorry, how I got started I'll tell you how I got started. I was teaching and working and I guess I wasn't fully fulfilled with what I was doing. I knew I was supposed to teach children as my life calling and I loved teaching and I still do. But there were some restrictions and a lot of things I wasn't really down with, I guess. You can say, uh, let's just start with hagwons. The one thing I didn't like about working in a hagwon was that if I wanted to do more than I was supposed to do, I was sometimes restricted. For example, 
there was an incident where there was a boy at a previous hagwon I worked at, and he wasn't very, I guess you can say, cooperative in class. So I wanted to speak to his parents. However, the hagwon policy was that teachers weren't allowed to speak to parents. And that was kind of frustrating for me because I really wanted to find a way to reach that student. That's just one small thing. Another thing was even just working for a company. Um, when I first started at the company, I was so passionate. I wanted to find ways to improve everything. However, since I was new, of course, my ideas didn't really, I guess, tickle the fancy of upper management. And though my CEO, CEO was a very understanding man and has taught me so many things about business, there are a lot of politics involved if you work for any sized company, medium, large, or small. So that was something that kind of pushed me to want to start my own thing. And, you know, working in a public school, you know, I, I've had the opportunity of working in a public school outside of Seoul, in a middle school, and then at an elementary school in Seoul. And it was great. However, I felt like an entertainer. And I'm pretty sure a lot of English teachers feel as though they're just kind of babysitting the students for a few hours or so. And, you know, some people are down with that, you know, like, They'll do a good job, get a paycheck, and, you know, they have other plans. But me, I really wanted to develop, I guess, a small group of children. And I don't know, I guess I wanted to do more than just what I was told to do. And also the fact that, you know, you only see your class once or twice a week. It just shows that, you know, you really can't do much for the students. So, all of that, plus the influence of my unofficial mentor, my previous CEO, and seeing my father work hard as an immigrant in Canada, making his own businesses, all of that, I guess, accumulated into pushing me to start my own my own hagwon business and i plan to start my hagwon business probably in 2012 even before i started working at yoksam elementary school so that goes to show you when i started and how much planning i did however there wasn't any sites or podcasts or anything that really showed people how to start a hagwon or an English hagwon business in Korea. So it was really tough. I just kind of went in, I guess, blindly, but with great faith and a hard work ethic. So that's pretty much how I got started. And I'll get more into that in other episodes. So let's move on to the second thing. So I just explained a little bit about who I am and about my hagwon and how I got it started. Secondly, 
let's talk about the site. And I won't spend too much on the site, but the site is hagwanstart.com and I write posts and I haven't been, I guess, consistent with writing posts. I think I'm more of a podcast guy, so I'll be doing more podcasts and we'll write posts whenever I can and have um, a product called the Startup Guide for Kyosub Souls. And that's the type of hagwon that I have. And legally, my hagwon is a Kyosub slash Posub hagwon slash O hagwon kind of thing because of my visa. I'm an F4 visa. And technically, foreigners aren't supposed to own a Kyosubso, which is what I own. And, but I guess they're not allowed to stop you as well. So we'll get into talking about laws and, you know, there's a lot of ambiguous things about the laws. And I mean, laws were the laws and not knowing the laws was probably the biggest thing stopping me from going forward in the beginning when I was going to start a hagwon. But I didn't want that to stop me from reaching my goal. So anyways, the site talks about, you know, there's some posts there. You can read about posts. You can access the startup guide. However, you need to pay to see the whole startup guide. But there are samples for free for each section of the startup guide. And the startup guide is in three main phases. And it shows you like what to do, you know, like finding your place and, you know, about the different curriculum involved and the laws and also about marketing and stuff like that. So there's a lot of helpful information there. And then I also offer some services. So anyhow, that's just about my site. And that's really something you can check out yourself by visiting hagonstart.com. Okay, and finally, the third thing I'm going to discuss in this, which is the main part of this podcast, is why I started a hagon. The why you start a hagon is very important because if you just start it for the wrong reasons, you're probably going to end up losing money, being disappointed, and mad at yourself. Because when you start a hagon, if you're only doing it for the money, you're most likely going to fail. I can tell you that. Because nowadays, uh, parents, they're a lot more educated. They have seen children grown up who have went through Hagwon systems that have promised them many things. And they haven't seen the results. Nowadays, some or many preschool Hagwons or like Yomo Yuchiwan are closing and it's because parents are wondering 
the the validity of it. And even I, as a Hagwon owner, have students who have been in the Yongho Yuchiwan, the English preschool, and students who haven't. And in many cases, there isn't that big of a difference. Therefore, a lot of parents are reluctant to send their kids to Yongho Yuchiwan these days. It's not worth the couple thousand dollars a month to you know send their kids there a lot of parents these days are thinking maybe they should just save up their money and send their kids overseas so if you're just doing it for the money i mean yeah you you probably could find a way to create some kind of successful hagwon but i'm not sure how sustainable it will be in the long run Especially as a lot of small hagwons, like my hagwon, rise and actually nowadays there's a huge market of parents looking for small hagwons like mine who take a small group of people and manage them well, as opposed to these big hagwons that have great programs or, you know, quote-unquote awesome systems. But... A lot of students fall through the cracks. Anyways, so let's go back to why I started a hagwon. So I kind of shared a little bit about why I started a hagwon. And it's because I wanted to do something more than just work for someone. I also saw a need in the Korean market for, for a good quality hagwon who really cares about the student, as well as wanting to create my own lifestyle. A lifestyle where I'm more in control of what I'm doing and some doing something to help people to change the world in one way or another. So basically, all of my work experience and all of the experiences I've had in those workplaces have brought me to start my own hagwon. While I was teaching in Cheonan, and that's where I was teaching as an epic teacher, I was teaching students who who were in middle school and some of them didn't even know the alphabet. And that was shocking to me. I like I couldn't believe it. But if you go further away from Seoul, and especially if you go in the countryside or the shigor, as we call it in Korean, there are students who don't have access to education. And it's kind of ironic that I started a hagwon that charges money because I do care about social justice and stuff like that. But I also believe that people who have the money to pay for quality education should pay for the education but there should also be education accessible for those who don't have the money but if you're going to start a hagwon you need to understand the fact that there are paying people out there and you will need to learn to teach them as a service provider anyhow so after teaching in Cheonan and then moving to Seoul and teaching at the Princeton Review 
Hagwon, which is, you know, a good Hagwon that I worked at. And I was in Samsung Dong and Apkujong. There was a huge contrast. You know, I went from, you know, the countryside where there's students who don't even know the alphabet to students who are living abroad and they're, you know, their parents drive like BMWs, Mercedes and everything, you name it, who speak English really well. So I was like, wow, like there is a huge gap here. And I kind of wanted to make something that will service, you know, people everywhere. But before I could do that, I need to, you know, I need to have a reputation. And that's also one of the reasons why I started a Hagwon. So that I can have a reputable business and people can trust my name. And whatever your reason is to start a Hagwon, uh, like me, I have several reasons that overlap each other. You know, one being a lifestyle where I am able to have control of my schedule. Another being having the freedom to create my own curriculum that I think best reaches the students. And thirdly, you know, being able to build my reputation so that if I do offer something else that is able to be mass produced or mass distributed to people wherever, then people will use it. So yeah, those two experiences led to the idea of starting my own school. However, it wasn't until I joined the company, The Dental Solution, that I decided that, okay, maybe I will start my own school. And having countless talks with the CEO there, who has built his own manufacturing company in Korea from the ground up, uh, has been just invaluable, just talking to him. Seeing, him th seeing the things he does. And he is the hardest worker at his company. And I have adapted that work ethic. And it's the same work ethic that my father has, who is working his business in Canada. And no matter what business people have, you can learn from their work ethic. Yeah, I'm just kind of getting off topic now. So anyways, all of those things led to me wanting to start my own school and believing that I could start my own school, which has led me to create this site, hogwonstart.com. And I am going to talk more about specific things such as the laws involved, finding your location, um, marketing, you know, the parents' needs and desires, and, you know, stuff like that. Like anything that will help you start your own English Hagun business in Korea. To wrap up here, just thinking about my Hagun, IGL English. As I sit here now recording this and think about my Hagun, I'm very proud of my Hagun. We went from zero students to a 
a consistent 25 with just two people working, my wife and I. And 25 students is more than enough. The 25 students alone is at least matching what my wife and I would have made if we were working. And don't forget that we can sleep in, that we can do whatever we want at work, that we have our own thing to build, and that there's no limit to how much money or how much success we can obtain. And having this hagwon also led me to getting my side job as a business English teacher at a medium-sized company, which I work on the weekends. And if you add those two income sources together, we make more than what we would have been making. As I think about my English hagwon IGL, Yes, there are times I don't fully enjoy it, but 99% of the time, I love it. I love making tests for my students. I love creating curriculum. I like recording videos to place in tests. I like you know, just teaching my students and seeing them learn and being appreciated by their parents. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I will share all of my experiences in the episodes to come. To finish off this podcast, I want to leave you with a word of encouragement. When I first started my Hagwon, I had zero students. And you shouldn't start a Hagwon with zero students. And I probably wouldn't do I probably won't ever do that ever again. But within a few months, I was breaking even. To be exact, within the fourth month, our monthly, I guess, income was in the black. We weren't in the red. We weren't losing any money, which is amazing. You know, a lot of businesses, they don't even get break even after a year or two. So what I want to say to you is plan Don't start big and plan and work hard. Four things. (laughs) All right, so let's summarize what podcast episode one was about. I first started off with introducing myself. And secondly, I talked about the site. And then thirdly, I talked about why I started a Hagwon. And you can find links in the show notes about any kind of resource that I mentioned or any any uh, related posts. Okay, I'll see you the next. I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.